0: What's up, everybody? Welcome back to LettermanRow.com. This is Talking Stuff, the Ohio State Recruiting Podcast, brought to you by our friends at Buyers Automotive. I'm Jeremy Birmingham. That's Spencer Holbrook, as always, joining me to talk Ohio State football recruiting. Um, things are happening, Spencer. The waves are are moving. Uh, Zen Mahalski, who we started to talk about here about two weeks ago, uh, has now decommitted from Louisville on Monday night. This is not really a surprise. I have said for the last two weeks, I thought he was going to end up in this class. Um, But I guess I am a little surprised at the rapidity of this uh, event, because for a player that uh, was pretty adamant that he was looking for an opportunity to make visits and wanted the dead period to end, uh, it seems like there is some real momentum for an Ohio state commitment here. And probably within the next week, uh, based on what I'm hearing, so if you were a player like Zen Mahalski, this you, game. Yeah, would would you want to just immediately flip, or would you be like, "Hey, uh, I'm probably going to wait a, a little bit"? Or does it because you know the dead period isn't over till December? Are you basically put in this position where you have to make this decision?
1: So I think there's two trains of thought here as far as me getting in the mind of a recruit. Uh, You know, there's one train of thought that's like, well, you have a good relationship with Louisville. It's close to home. Uh, You know, you, you've probably uh, grown up around the area. You know it better. Then there's the other train of thought that says, Hey, you can either play at Louisville and get beat by Pitt, or you can play at Ohio state and win a national championship. So there are two trains of thought there, both good thoughts to have because they're staying home or going away to win a championship. And uh, I think it's a, you know we're starting to see him take the route that looks like he's ready to try and win a championship because that relationship is growing with Ohio State. Yeah, I was in
0: uh, Floyd's Knobs, Indiana, on Friday to watch Maholski play, and I was talking there with a couple Division three college coaches because Division three coaches are allowed to travel; they're allowed to go recruit. So they were there watching other players at the game against uh, Columbus uh, East High School that they were playing against, and. You know, they were like, well, we think he's gonna, we think he's gonna commit, we think he's gonna flip to Ohio State." And I said, "Yeah, uh, Ohio State doesn't really offer kids committed to a place like Louisville unless they are pretty confident that they could flip them." So, I mean, uh, there's this two different ways to look at this. There's Ohio State needs another offensive lineman, and they know that. But there's also the understanding that this isn't a reactionary offer to the idea that they're losing Tristan Lee. Uh, The Buckeyes are still recruiting Tristan Lee. They just really like Mahalski quite a bit. And he's a player that they think has a lot of upside down the road. I did say last week on the show that there were some comparisons being made uh, to him from people inside the Buckeyes program to Nick petit Frere. I didn't see that on Friday. I mean, I saw a player that – like when you saw, when you see Petit Frere, like you know, that's a tackle all the way. I'm not sure with Mahalski. I think he could be an inside guy. I think he could play all five positions on the line, which is something that Ohio State always likes. He reminds me a little bit of Josh Fryer from a year ago. Uh, but uh, Zen has only been playing the offensive line for a year, and I, I don't know that he's as polished as people are going to uh, want an Ohio State commitment to be. Which, but that explains his ranking. That's why he's a three star the, on the 247 sports composite. The 247 sports guys themselves have him ranked as a four star. But, you know, I, I think from watching him, I saw what Ohio State likes. He's big, he's athletic, uh, he played both ways, played very hard. Um, I think there's a lot of, of, of upside there. He was offered by Penn State on Sunday and decommits from Louisville on Monday, as I said. the the people around the big (laughs) Penn state fans, because this is what happens on the internet because it's a place full of wonderful imaginations. Um, Penn state fans are thinking that there's, there's a positive momentum for them to be the team to make him a flip. A lot of recent Twitter follows from Penn state coaches and with Penn state coaches and stuff like that. But uh, I don't think that he makes this decision to decommit from Louisville when he does if it wasn't for the buckeyes and i say that because he did go to columbus on sunday and visit the city with his father which i don't know if that's been reported anywhere or not but that's been done and then the decision to decommit happens the day after to me the pieces there are pretty easy to put together
1: there's tea leaves they're very strong strong tea leaves um yeah, but I think one thing that would be helpful for Ohio State fans, you want to learn the kid's progression. You say he's only played offensive line for a year. Throw on old tape, throw on new tape. Like, this kid looks really good this year so far. Like, he looks, a, he yeah. looks really polished or polished for a high school kid. He doesn't look polished as in like he can play at Ohio State. But, but I think uh, his progression and uh, his movement up the, up the recruiting boards is going to be uh, pretty significant in the next few months if these uh, national recruiting people can go watch him play
0: yeah and the reality is he he went from being a six foot five two hundred and twenty pound tight end a year ago to being a six foot five two hundred and eighty pound offensive tackle now mm-hmm. um that's an adjustment to learn how to play with that extra body weight and he did tell me he feels a lot like faster than he did a year ago um but I think that's just because momentum takes you faster when you're heavier you know what I mean like you just start you're moving the same speed but you're you know i don't know what's that equation you know the one where a object in motion stays in motion unless met by an equal and opposite force whatever we're not here to talk physics um but, but let's talk uh chemistry and and that's the important thing because ohio oh yeah. state ohio state has uh done a really good job with Maholski and his family and just showing them that you know, Ohio State is three and a half hours away from home for him. So it's not like it's a leaving home situation where he's going away a, a far distance uh, to compete for a national championship. It's right up by 71. Very um, easy. It's back and forth to get to from Columbus to Louisville. And, you know, I think that helps make this sort of uh, decision easier, despite the fact that he's a kid who grew up there, despite the fact that he's not really been able to visit campuses anywhere. Um, and the Ohio State recruits in the class of 2021 have made a, a big push here. They've gotten really involved. As you'd expect, Travion Henderson, Ben Chrisman, uh, have really been leading the charge. Those are the guys that are really, you know, trying to make Maholski feel like a part of of the class. And I don't know if it's just – the evolution of recruiting, but maybe it's just 2020, but that seems more and more important to me than ever, because these are the people he can talk to. These are the people he can see if he wants. Um, and bottom line here, Mahalski is probably going to end up in the commitment column for Ohio State within the next week or two. Uh, I would think probably within the next week, but it'll. Uh, it's going to be a matter of whether or not Penn State or someone else uh, can make him – be like, hey, just hold off and come see our campus the way you saw Ohio State's. But uh, it looks like right now he's going to be in the commitment column, and I wouldn't be surprised if he ends up in Columbus on October twenty third or twenty fourth weekend because Spencer, it's the Buckeyes Bash, and let's, it's let's happening. Bash? It is happening. Um, the 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 little soiree in Columbus that we've been talking about that we had all the, you know, the nine commitments on our show, uh, on verminology about six weeks ago, uh, that they were talking about working toward is now getting closer to being a reality. There's a date set. Jack Sawyer and his family are set to host. Um, Jack told me on Monday that quote darn near everyone will be there. Um, you know, that, I think there's a few stragglers that are still trying to decide whether or not they can make it. Kyle McCord, Marvin Harrison are supposed to play that weekend, but they don't know who they're playing or when um, because it's 2020. So they said essentially that uh, if there's a game on Friday, they'll be there that weekend. If there's not, then they probably won't. Um, but obviously Travion Henderson will be there. Donovan Jackson will not be there um pretty much everyone else in the recruiting class as it's currently constructed is expected and I think it's a cool time to do it because it's the first game of the year for Ohio State on that day so not only are they all going to get together and hang out but they'll have an opportunity to get together hang out watch the Buckeyes together whether it's a Jack's house or they're going to find like a banquet hall or something to go and and Sawyer's family is going to help put them you know in a position to watch the game and have a a big watch party as a recruiting class which is a pretty cool way to do things if you're asking me
1: it's a very 2020 way to do things isn't it yeah
0: i mean obviously all those kids would prefer to be sitting in the front row at ohio stadium and watching the game but um if they can't be i think it's really unique to get together it's obviously something that other schools are, are trying to accomplish um I have my concerns just from a rule standpoint, like how do you make sure that, you know, if you go watch the game on campus as a group, how do you make sure that it's not how do you make sure you, that everybody's not talking to coaches like they're supposed to, et cetera? But I guess that's stuff that the you know bridge gets gets crossed when it happens. But the question people are gonna have, I think Spencer, is a natural one. If this is really underway and, and the plans are in place, what's who else is going to be there, right? Like everyone loves commitments, but you know what people like more than commitments? Targets. Targets. Everyone loves targets. Um, and right now in the class of 2021, there's like three targets, right? So yeah. there's Zen, Mahals- Zen Mahalski, who I imagine will be a commitment by then. And then there's two fellows from Washington State. And it's like, hey, do these dudes come? And if they do, if Omeka, Buka, and JT Tumalau end up making a visit to Ohio State that weekend, and there is at least some preliminary discussion about it from what I've been told, it's not a situation where uh, anyone is purchased a plane ticket or is locked in, but there is at least a conversation toward that happening. If that happens, all bets are off as far as when. You know, decisions get made. I, I don't know necessarily that if Abuka shows up or if them allow shows up, one way or another, that it effectively ends their recruitment. Uh, but I certainly think it's an indicator as to how they're thinking or where they're leaning, especially Abuka, who has been back and forth between: Do I decide now because I can't visit anywhere, or do I now just wait and sign in February? and hope I can visit places in January because he's playing a spring season and not enrolling early. I'm rambling. Spencer, what do you think um, about that? Like, because if, if Oklahoma, where those two were supposed to visit in August, they didn't get to visit Oklahoma. Like, if they make it to Ohio State, that's that's pretty telltale, right?
1: Yeah, that's huge. Because the only the, the three that are left for Ibuka kind of are – you know Oklahoma, Washington and Ohio State it's pretty easy for both of them to get to Washington they know the campus um but if they don't make the, they didn't make that trip to Oklahoma then they make the trip to Ohio State it 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 tells me a lot you know we like to read tea leaves here and uh that that would be quite the tea leaf to read um it'd be like in bold like in bold print on a on a tea leaf to just pick it up and say Ohio State so you know yeah. I think it makes a lot of sense for them to shut their recruitment down after that, but you don't know what these guys, you know, they don't talk. They don't, they're not really interactive with media. They don't, they don't let people inside their recruitment very often. I think there's one person on the West coast they like to talk to. Um, so, so it's, it is interesting because yeah. we, you know, you, you'll find out if they're visiting not through them, but through, you know, Jack through Travion, other guys who who talk for them almost because they just, they, they're not into the whole, Uh, recruiting spectacle that that we make this thing out to be.
0: Yeah, and that's the thing. I mean, I'm talking to players about that um, yesterday, about uh, Tuumalao especially and his potential for a visit. And and the reaction from everyone was, we think he wants to come, but we don't know because he doesn't talk. And it's not like he's not even talking to media. He's not a kid who really talks to other kids. He's very focused on Uh, what he's doing and what he needs to do for himself. And, you know, I'm, I'm perfectly fine with that. I think it's a good way to be because sometimes uh, kids talk too much and sort of invalidate themselves in a way, because once you start talking to everyone, you basically are trying to appease everyone and trying to make everyone happy. And at this point, like, this is a decision that these kids have to be selfish in. And, um, JT is obviously a very private young man and, uh, But regardless, there is at least a positive uh, vibe coming that he is attempting to be on campus for that weekend. Now that means – go ahead.
1: The Buckeye bash to me uh, is going to be – well, first of all, it's going to be huge for the class, but I think it's going to be huge for classes to come because we don't know what recruiting is going to look like. We don't know what anything is going to look like for the foreseeable future. So this kind of gives them you know the the next class the twenty twenty two class reason to say, "Hey, why can't we do this?" or you know let's get targets to to our place and, and show them you know uh, like what Jack's doing, you know maybe c J. Hicks wants to do something like that, maybe yeah. another commit in the state wants to do something like that in in the next class, you know on top of an official visit because just be you know these guys get one official visit to Ohio State uh, next year, presumably, maybe they do a Buckeye bash at a later date and they all come in again. So I think yeah. this kind of lays a blueprint for what the recruiting cycle just might have, have in store down the road. I, I don't know. Maybe, maybe I'm overthinking that, but but I do think there's some, some merit to thinking that the 2021 class is doing a lot of things that the 2022, 2023, and eventually the classes after that can learn from.
0: Well, I mean, it's a copycat business. So obviously you see it, happen then you see it be successful and then you see somebody else repeat and uh, repeat and repeat so uh, hopefully it's not necessary in the future because Mm -hmm. the the players can meet on campus Uh, you know uh, Ohio State obviously had a plan for June to be a a Buckeyes bash uh, official visit weekend in June uh, where they wanted to have almost the entire recruiting class uh, making the visit together but that didn't happen because covid uh and so here we are and they're adapting and it's a uh, a month away from happening but there at least now is a concrete date for that buckeyes bash we're going to talk about that a a lot over the next month um right now i would say that every commitment except for donovan jackson Uh, and then potentially Kyle McCord and Marvin Harrison won't be there, but everyone else is expected. So should be a good time uh, and a a lot of pizza being eaten at Jack Sawyer's house, I'd imagine. So we'll talk more about that, like I said, over the next few weeks. But uh, today, big news on the talking stuff side of things brought to you by Buyers Automotive is the focus on Zen Mohalski, the decommitment from Louisville, the potential for a Buckeyes commitment here in the next week or so. Uh, and that's where we'll leave it on this episode of Talking Stuff. That's Spencer Holbrook. I'm Jeremy Birmingham. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. We will check you next time. Please rate, review, subscribe, all those things. We really appreciate you guys out there supporting Letterman Row. Have a great day.